This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to Day 14 of the 21 Days of Gratitude here on the Grace Enough Podcast. Today is the third and final episode where I am inviting a friend on to talk about how intentional gratitude practice has impacted their lives. Today, you'll hear from my friend, Jennifer Sakata. Good afternoon, Jennifer, and welcome to the Grace Enough Podcast. Thank you, Amber. It's so exciting to be here. Yeah, I wanted to invite you on today because I'm having a few people on the 21 Days of Gratitude to just talk about uh, some of their own practices and why, you know, they started practicing gratitude, how it's been beneficial. And I immediately thought about you because we've had conversations Mm -hmm. about it and we're both um, grace girls. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's awesome to have this conversation. Um, So let's get started with this. Do you remember when you really got serious about practicing gratitude or just noticing God's grace in your life? Growing in gratitude, it's a process. And truthfully, there isn't one particular time when this is when I'm going to learn gratitude. It's a lifelong process. But I would say that when our sons were very small, I noticed that every day, seemed to be an inconvenience to me Mm. and they would ask me for yet another need because right, they're little, their needs are wide and many. It seemed like everything they wanted from me felt like an inconvenience. And I felt my heart literally hardening to the point that I lost sight of them. And um, about the same time, a dear friend of mine shared a practice that they started a few years before called thanks living calendars. And it happened to be for the month of November where they would recreate a small calendar and then take a piece of Halloween candy, which they would attach to each of the days of the calendar. And then at their family meal that evening, they would all talk about something they were thankful for. The kids could take off a piece of candy and everybody had dessert. And they, at the end of the month, had this journal, if you will, of gratitude. I think it was seven or eight years ago that we started that just as an experiment to see how it went. And my kids loved it so much that we have done it every year since then. I have a 15 year old and a 13 year old. And so I would say that was the space where as a mom and a wife, I became specifically intentional about expressing gratitude and discipling our kids in the Mm -hmm. habit of gratitude. Do you feel like that it ended up spilling over from November into the rest of the year? And obviously, I know that's very imperfect, as I said to my friend, <laughs> Kara, which you'll you'll hear the conversation. I, I don't even know if this part was re- recorded, but to my friend, Kara, I said, yeah, I asked Zoe in the car, when you think about like gratitude and our family and things we've done, what comes to mind? And I mean, it was silent for a while and I thought she was thinking and and I was like, does anything come to mind? And she was like, Nope, nothing. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And Kara was like, when they're 30, Amber, when they're 30, I'm like, please God, like, please dear God. (laughs) 
I had a very similar experience in, in knowing that I would be sharing this space with you. I asked my boys, I said, so we've been doing Thanksgiving for lots of years. And do you feel like it's something we just do in November or is it something that spills over? And it was dead quiet. And I thought, <laughs> oh dear, I failed. Right. But then here's what one of my sons said. And this to me is where it has moved from being a few moments in November to more of a practice for our family life. But our younger son said, mom, gratitude, it's kind of like, well, this was pretty much the conversation. It's kind of like, well, the more thankful I am, the more kind I am to the mm. people around me. And I figure that's probably not just for November, right? I'm like, okay, something has sunk in over all these years. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I mean, it was... I couldn't have asked for a better answer. And then our other son actually on the way to an appointment this morning, he was the one I asked and it was quiet. And I again thought, okay, family fail. All right. Haven't worked on that so well, but the truth is he was actually thinking. And he said, I think that practicing gratitude for the month has helped us to learn how to build a habit and not mm. just a, well, I mentioned that earlier, not just a couple moments. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, because you make sure that we're specific in the things that we're thankful for. Like if we just say friend, mom, dad, you probe a little further and ask, well, why are you thankful for your friends? Which friend are you thankful for? And he said, mom, it's like this pattern, this pathway is growing in my brain. And I had, to, I thought of your episodes five and six, where we talked, where it. you talked about brains, plasticity, that gratitude mm -hmm. actually literally changes our minds. Mm -hmm. And without those words, that's what he was saying. Yes. The fact that we have taken the time to think through how we are grateful and why we are grateful. It's literally creating mm -hmm. a new pathway in all of our brains together. And I just, I loved that. Ah, oh, see, that is helpful for me too, because I was trying to think like, maybe nothing's coming to her mind because it's early morning. <laughs> well, there's that too. And maybe nothing's coming to her mind because I will say she might be the one that struggles with it the most. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, but, and I'll tell you as well, like this morning, our younger one, I would say is the one who I would say has maybe struggled with that a little bit more, but literally just this morning, I was getting ready in our bedroom and I overheard him saying to my husband, his dad, dad, I'm so glad you guys put this clock up on the wall because it helps me keep track of the time. So I'm not late and I'm mm -hmm. working on not being late. Thank you so much. In his gratitude, it was sincere. It was genuine. And just this morning, I thought that is the impact of months and years yeah. of intentionally practicing gratitude. Yeah. I loved it. When that experience was happening with my daughter and I kind of wanted to go a little bit towards, oh my gosh, have I not been as intentional with it as I thought I had been. And and by all means, sometimes I think that can be true. Mm -hmm. I also began to reflect and say, well, wait a minute, when something becomes a habit, a healthy habit, I'm not sure we do notice it as much. Do you know? I mean, like, isn't that part of it being habitual? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's changing the default button, right? That's Rather right. than complaining and arguing and like, I was when my kids were so small, thinking of them as an inconvenience, oh, it hurts my heart to think of that those days. 
Not that I don't ever slip back in there sometimes. Mm, I'm in. But but I literally had to replace those thoughts of my kids as an inconvenience mm. or a checklist that I had to get through and then collapse at the end of the day. I mean, what mom can't relate to that? Yes, for sure. But I had to change that mindset. And that only comes from perseverance and coming back to it again and again and again. Yes. And that's the training that provides fruit. Yeah. And that's the good thing too, about, I, I think at times I have thought, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to do this at just during mm. Thanksgiving because, oh, that's what everybody else is doing. Or I don't want to do, you know, the whole Advent thing. Whereas I shifted my perspective towards, no, it's a resetting, right? For the rest of the year on any of those practices. And so I think a lot of times the enemy is really he tries to attack the places of like, oh, you're just doing what everybody else does or, oh, you're not doing a good enough job when all along mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is totally not the way the Lord feels about us practicing something habitually every single day for a month so that that preps us for the rest of the year mm -hmm. or our kids saying, no, I don't have any memory of that. Well, no, there was a lot of work that went in and a lot of good that came <laughs> out of that just because mm -hmm. they didn't say what you wanted them to say doesn't mean it wasn't work. That is so spot on. It's, it's like, I was thinking about this this morning that it's a little bit like changing your eating habits. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're a person who I, and I am a person who loves all kinds of sweet things. Me too. Having to go dairy free was a lifesaver for me because there's a lot I just automatically had to cut out. But anyway, my um, friends from long ago, they call me the crazy vegetable lady, the CVL, the husband of one of my friends. Okay. It's a name I lovingly wear. Well, here's why he calls me that. Because years ago, when I was pregnant with both of our boys, I had very difficult pregnancies. And I discovered that if I take out dairy products, pregnancy went a whole lot better, not mm. only for me, but in time for them as well. And when I think about changing my overall diet, it wasn't that I kept all those same foods in and then just added non-dairy things on top of it. I actually had to take mm. the, if you will, toxic substance out of my diet. I had to replace it with what was going to bring nourishment for our body. Mm. Now, not a promo for non-dairy, but when we think about gratitude, sometimes we think about gratitude as what we add on top of everything else. And that's what often happens in November, right? We have this 30 days of gratitude and we just yeah. add it on top to the rest of our life. But if gratitude is really going to do the work of noticing the clock on the wall and being grateful for how it keeps us on time, then it's not just adding gratitude on top. It's actually taking the toxic stuff out and Ooh. replacing it with a heart that is thankful and growing and thankful, uh, thankfulness. And ultimately, isn't that grace for us? Oh. We remove the guilt and the shame of all the times we didn't show gratitude. God's not stingy with grace. Mm. So why would he be stingy with us when we ask for it? And we shouldn't be stingy with gratitude or grace with the people around us. So we ask, he gives it, they ask, we give it. Mm. Anyway, we I love that. That's preaching to me. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm learning it every day myself, sister. You know that. Yeah, but, but it really does. Mm -hmm. Remove and replace. 
yeah, it's not the sour cream on top, right? It's like one of the main no. ingredients. And, mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we can feel like, oh, we just take everything away, but you have mm -hmm. that idea of your body doesn't even know what it's missing until you start putting something different in. And then once you develop mm -hmm. a habit of it, you, you start reaping the benefits of it. Not that it's all reward or what, you know, blessing. That's not what I mean, mm -hmm. but it's hard to explain until mm -hmm. it starts happening in your life, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, and the other thing that it does is much like eating a better diet that has more fruits and vegetables, your body, my body literally craves mm -hmm. those foods more than I crave a piece of chocolate cake most of the time, which anyone who knows me, that's absurd. But it's the truth. Mm. And when we're actively engaging grace and gratitude in our lives, it's what our spirits actually crave. So that wow. back to that default button idea, we know when we're not being gracious, we know when we're not expressing gratitude because our souls, our bodies are actually reacting mm. to the lack of what had become good for us. Oh, I love it. I'm not even asking any more questions. Amen. <laughs> And you offer so many wonderful tools on grace. As we close out, point people to where uh, they can access some of those tools that you provide. And then would you close us in prayer? Oh, I would love to. Well, it just so happens that I have just released my brand new redesigned, refreshed website as of this taping just hours Yay! ago. So you and your listeners can find me at jennifersakata.com. That's Jennifer, like traditionally, and then Sakata, S-A-K-A-T-A.com. You can find all the fun things there. And I can also be found on Instagram under Jennifer Sakata and on Facebook at jennifersakata.author. Thank you. Good and gracious God. Thank you for reminding us in this conversation that you are not stingy with grace. That is something I want to remember. You are not stingy with gratitude over who you are making us. So God, would you make us a people who are not stingy either? Would you soften our hearts and allow our hearts to be a landing place for your grace so that we would be better prepared and motivated to give it out to the people around us? I thank you for this ministry that Amber has that equips and encourages us to remember that your grace is more than enough. God, help us to live real grace in our real lives as we express our gratitude, not just in general, but specifically. Help us replace the things that are toxic with the fruits of your spirit, which nurture us through gratitude. We offer the remainder of this day and all of these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. This episode was brought to you in part by the Table Podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app for videos and more visit dts.edu slash podcast.